Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Unequal Sequel. Extra. Yes, it's a Friday, and you're, you're probably going, what are they going to cover on this week? And I'll tell you in a minute, but first I've just got to check in on someone. It's the it's the co-host, uh, Rich, how you doing? I'm all right, mate. I'm good. You've had a, a busy, busy week, haven't you? Yeah, it has been quite a busy week. Um, yeah, lots of lots of meetings till late. <laughs> so starting work, start getting up at five in the morning to go to work and not getting home till gone eight is, is not It's not ideal, fun. is it? No, not really. <laughs> um, so you you guys are probably wondering where's the Ant-Man and the Wasp for Quantumania review that you promised us mm. you said you were going to put it somewhere you said you would probably put it on another slice you bastards where is it um, well here it is it's here it's, <laughs> yeah it's right it's here because Rich has finally got to see it it's after the uh, uh, deadline for another slice but yeah. we thought we had this spare week where there was nothing that was out we thought let's just put it there because we have feelings uh, and it's given a lot more time to uh, people to see Ant-Man mm. and the Wasp Quantumania. And it gives us the opportunity to really dive into those those spoilers yeah. and really get really get at this film. Um, take that as what you will, if it's good or bad. Uh, but, Rich, can you please, uh, please <laughs> try and explain this film to me uh, and its synopsis? Uh... <laughs> This is, I know I say this every time, but this is one of the hardest synopsis I've had to do, I think, because it's just a bit crazy. Anyway, here we go. Let's give it a try. He's leaned back a little bit, guys. Leaned back. <laughs> I've actually got some notes. That's why. Oh. So let, here we go. Because because it's a complicated synopsis, I've actually got a few notes. Okay. So after a, the end game and the snap and all that stuff uh, scott lang is now a kind of minor celebrity in, in san francisco people know he's an avenger but they forget which one he is mm. um but he's getting free coffees and all that kind of stuff and you know he's, he's, his life's quite happy he wrote a book he wrote a book <laughs> that's yeah that, he's written a book um which seems to have gone down reasonably well uh hope uh, his partner is still doing her, still running a company, uh, which is called Pim Van Dyne, 
um and that's that's the uh the 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 sciencey company that we're not too sure what it does and cassie is obviously five years older and now a teenager because of the old snap thing that happened um and is getting into trouble scott has well, to go and pick her how up from she? jail which seems to set up a kind of daddy daughter conflict that they need to work out but somehow doesn't really happen um, yeah because she's she's in trouble but she's in good bad trouble well if that makes sense yeah but the, yeah again we'll get on to this when we talk about the actual <laughs> when we review Sorry. the movie but yeah um so cassie um has obviously invented uh, has obviously uh inherited well no because she's not no, actually, she hasn't inherited anything. I don't know where she's got so clever, essentially, because yeah. <laughs> it yeah, plays it like it plays it like Hank Pym is her granddad, but he's not. Uh, well, he is. He's like a, a step granddad, I suppose. But anyway, uh, she invents a a thing, a device that sends a message into the quantum realm, sends a signal into the quantum realm, and it goes wrong for some reason that's not really explained how this happens. Um, but then sucks Hank and oh, what's Michelle Pfeiffer's character's name? I can't remember. You think I know because for the whole film they mentioned her. Yeah, name they like... do. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Uh, Christy, is it Christine? <laughs> no, I let one minute. It is Janet Van Dyne. Janet Dine. Van Dyne. So yeah, sucks Janet. You Hank, know, you know Janet. Janet. <laughs> Hope. Take a shot, everyone. <laughs> Hope. Scott. And uh, and Cassie all into the quantum realm, where we discover that Kang has been, or a version of Kang has been uh, exiled to the quantum realm. We also discover there's loads of people down there and creatures and stuff and things. And how the hell did they get there? And we don't really know. But they're all down there, and there are there are wars going on, and Kang is being evil and conquering, and there's tribes trying to fight him, and blah de blah things things happen. That's my synopsis, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it started off strong and it limped it's, off. To... It's because it gets really complicated then, and I don't really know what to say and what not to. <laughs> I have many questions. First one, Rich, can you explain what the quantum realm is to me yet? Uh, no. Because you kept saying down there, down there. Yeah, I yeah. Think I think it's out there. Oh, yeah. There. Well, it's sm- It's like once you've gone be- beyond subatomic, right? So you've gone my so, so small... That you're like that, like an atom would be like a planet. Is like that's that's where they've. I I think I don't really know. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. This whole quantum realm just makes no fucking it, sense. It baffles me. Absolutely yeah. baffles me. The quantum realm. How they try and explain it. It's like a a universe outside our universe or something like that. I'm like, well, that's not good enough for me. No, it doesn't. Yeah. At this point, I don't understand where where we are. Yeah. Because they've shrank, like you said, to an at- like an atom size. So smaller than that, I think. Subatomic. Oh, my head hurts. I don't understand science, <laughs> especially Marvel science. I I I don't think there's much science in this. <laughs> I wouldn't worry. If you're too listening much. and you you understand what the quantum realm is and what quantum mania is in particular yeah uh, can you please send an email of a really clear definition a really like dumb guy to the quantum realm kind of thing that me and rich will understand because i don't get it yeah i don't any I don't get any it. physicists out there explain the quantum realm to us so please is it space so it's not space not space right? no it's not space it what well, but yeah but it is space but just imagine like 
just imagine our universe was an atom essentially or us or our or yeah imagine our universe was one atom then the quantum realm is that atom essentially as far as i know as far as i can tell <laughs> you know in men in black where the galaxy the galaxy's so little that it's in the cat's thing yeah yeah but wouldn't that be stood on at some point and squashed if it was well no because it's so it's so, so small how could you squash it you can't squash an atom can you oh that is true it's so oh, wow. little it's like when i was at school we used to like we had a teacher who was really easily distracted and so every lesson we used to ask him what color atoms were Good question. It's been the whole lesson explaining what colour atoms were. We wouldn't do any work. <laughs> so Kang's stuck there. Yeah. And it's and it's outside of timelines, so that he's... Yeah, so right? for some reason time doesn't seem to work there either, and he keeps going on about time. Again, I don't really understand. <laughs> um, Did you find him menacing? Because they are building this guy up. He is he going to be the one that's the Kang dynasty, or is that I... the spoiler at the, the mid-credits uh, thing that... Well, that's There's the thing. I think. Bad ones I, I, well, I think there. there are there are multiple Kangs, aren't there? That's the thing. Multiple, multiple, Mol- multiple. Yeah, Kangs, many yeah. thousands of Kangs, and so I think that's the Kang dynasty. Is the, the whole group of them essentially? And somehow they're at the end of this film. They're all angry at Earthlings. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> because they killed one of their own kind uh, of thing, but in a place that. They exiled him too. They did. They exile him? him. Is that what? I, that, that's what yeah, I wasn't they sure exiled about. Him. That. They that. they stuck there, and then he was trying to get out yeah. to Earth, and obviously Scott Lang and the Wasp stopped that. So they should be happy, shouldn't they? But no, in the mid season, the mid credit thing, they're like, "Oh fuck, these guys! We're gonna yeah. go um, up there." I've got to be honest. Know. I didn't stay for the end credits because I needed a wee. I saw the mid-credit bit, and then I was like, "No, nah, I'm not waiting for the end." Well, the 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 end end one is going to be uh, it's a, a scene from Loki season two, right? Okay. When there's another version of Kang in Victorian time doing a play or something, right? Uh, and Loki and Morbius, Morbius, Morbius. Oh right, okay. Not that Morbius, you know the Owen Wilson Morbius. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, gotcha. there, and they're like, and he's like, "That's him," right. Uh, and then I was like, "Are you sure?" Kind of thing. He's like, "Yes." Didn't miss and much then. then. It ends. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. It was just teasing that Loki season two, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Weirdly, after watching this film. So yeah, did I find Kang menacing? Yes, in a very gentle, soft kind of way. You know. Yeah. Like not in a not in a crazy kind of violent kind of way necessarily, but in a kind of a softly menacing he talked a good game yeah and when it came down to it it, it didn't rubbish. really back it up yeah <laughs> it's okay right okay should we get started on talking about the this movie do you want to start the good or the bad uh, let's start with the good stuff okay you better go first then okay i thought it was genuinely better than i thought it was going to be Okay. Because I just thought it was going to be so bad. <laughs> just this is where we go wrong with films. You go in negatively, and I go in positively. Well, I don't always and I come out negatively, and you come out positively. <laughs> I don't. I don't always go in negatively, but I think that we watched the trailer, didn't we? And we I did. just we had a good guess. I well. wasn't. We were wrong, we were wrong, we were wrong on the trailer. Yeah, I wasn't feeling very hopeful from the trailer. I was quite looking forward to Modoc. Which is what I was probably disappointed about. Fucking um, hell! But yeah, fucking hell. 
slash game game. slash games master yeah i wasn't uh, yeah so i wasn't feeling very positive about it and actually the first kind of 20 minutes or so i thought okay we're going somewhere we're getting you know it's a nice kind of yeah i agree with that paul rudd's incredibly charming you know man without this film paul they would be in so much trouble well i think yes and no but I'll get again. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, Paul Rudd's being incredibly charming. I'm thinking it's setting up some daddy-daughter conflict, and yet all of that is kind of resolved in the first twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "Oh, yeah. where where's the rest of this movie going? <laughs> We've got like another hour and a half. Where's what's happening here?" Yeah, and then it kind of all goes to pieces for me when they actually get to the quantum realm. I guess like. That just, it's just so much that doesn't make sense. Although, maybe not as they get to the quantum realm, because I quite like the bit where they, they meet the, um, they meet the other creatures and tribe and stuff that live in the quantum realm. And there's Cheedy from a good place turns up as a telepath. And that's funny nice, for a minute. Yeah, some nice jokes in there of like his name is Scott Lang and he has seven holes. That's kind of, like, I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see more of him. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was quite good. But yeah, that's it. then it just kind of tailed off into kind of quite dull, I don't know, like wandering about. Like it just didn't really kind of much. It really never took happen. off, did it? No, no. And then and I thought this was this film was going to be lots of like, like danger and really high stakes. I thought there's going to be lots of high stakes in this. I thought honestly, I didn't think Ant Man was going to come out of this alive or. Yeah, and I, I think that's where been the end bit... of this. They they had to, someone had to die at the end of this to make Kang at least a little bit scary. Yeah, and the fact that they all got out of it fine, uh, and destroyed that version of Kang wherever he is now, whatever I don't understand. Then it's it the stakes never took off. Hmm. It's all a bit. If you're trying to set up the big bad guy from like Thanos, then at least kill Michael Douglas. So come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. He definitely doesn't feel like a Thanos, does he? Not at the moment. No, not at the moment. It's, I, it's... I, I think they failed in trying to set up him as a, a this big, big bad guy that the Avengers, all the Avengers, are going to have to take on at some point. I think that's what the mid mid credit sting is pointing towards. Mm. And there's a cool bit when Kang's like, "Have I killed you?" Like, an, "Have I killed you before?" before? Yeah, kind of thing. And he mentions some of the other Avengers. Are you the one with a hammer or whatever? Yeah. See, like he's he's this guy's met other versions of other versions of Avengers, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's pretty tantalizing." But but then he never feels very. I don't know. He feels so desperate. Yeah. So desperate. What? Well, well, I suppose you're meant to be because he's been stuck in the quantum realm for however long. We're not but quite he's supposed sure, to be time incredibly really powerful, but we don't ever see that power, really, do we? Uh, like... Things come from out of his hands, Rich. Oh, yeah, I know. Lightning but bolts. Like, yes, yeah, but that's not, you know, Thor can shoot lightning bolts. Like, I don't know. He doesn't feel like Thanos, you know? doesn't feel undefeatable. He know? doesn't, not so much unhinged. Mm. Like with Thanos, which is so unhinged with Thanos a little bit, it's like you can kind of understand where he's coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. You like his his ideas, but also his final result was batshit crazy. But you're like, well, he's not wrong. But also, and you're like, well, you're wrong. He's so powerful that how could you possibly defeat that? You know, that that's Thanos, isn't it? He's so powerful. How can they mm. possibly do it? You know, there's only one possible way out of all those mil- th- hundreds of thousands of ways that that he looked at. There's only one way they could possibly do it with Kang. It doesn't kind of feel like that. 
I don't know. Maybe we'll get that later. Maybe this is because this is very very much a setup movie. Yeah, it's interesting. Which I think they failed at a little bit. So another good thing, I think there is there are a cup there are some scenes which are really kind of visually spectacular. Um, okay. So where where um, Ant Man gets stuck in the probability storm. Um, oh, that's pretty trippy. I that's, quite enjoyed. That's yeah. quite good. Um, however, a lot of the CGI feels really I ropey. Can't, I, I can't get past the CGI in this film. No, it's put such a dampener on it for me. It's it's all I can think about. It's blurred my vision. And I was hoping coming to talk to you that you can. T- clear up the storm and let me see some of the good points the cgi is so bad like even just simple stuff like there's a scene at the beginning when uh cassie and scott have just got to the the quantum realm and they're walking through like the yellow brick road kind of scene and the background looks so cgi paint from windows Mm. it's embarrassing there's no depth of feel for it i I think i made the same complaint in for love for a love and thunder yeah There's, there's no for a world that's meant to go like literally like space and go on forever kind of thing it all it all felt so flat Agreed. and then you get the old mordok the minister of defense and kayaking or whatever his name is okay <laughs> i can't i can't get around it i can't see around it it's it's blind red murderous vision of this film and yeah. i just i really really they marvel you should do fucking better you should be ashamed of yourselves for putting this out you really should it, it's it's frankly embarrassing modok especially is bad what the fuck is that about that <laughs> now i'm not a big you know i don't know anything about the the, the marvel universe or the comic books mm. but i know modok is meant to be something quite frightening yeah and he's meant to be the ultimate killing being and then he turns up looking like what jeffrey moore from Games master, and I just I I couldn't I, I turned to tear from my wife. And I was like, that looks you, you mean Patrick shit. Moore, right? Oh, yes, <laughs> I know he mean yeah. <laughs> I was like, that looks really embarrassing. It's it's awful. Uh, and Corey and bringing him back from the first one's not a bad idea as Mordok. I don't think. Mm, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I quite like Mordok as a character in the comics. Yeah, because in, in the comics he's like he's created by AIM, you know, like Killian, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, Um, that company, and he's a kind of a Captain America baddie, and he, well, it, it, all the Avengers baddie, really. But um, yeah, he uh, and he's kind of a twisted. He's a twisted scientist who goes too far, and you know, ends up in it. You know, it just uh, I don't know. I didn't get any of that. He's too. There's too much. Well, like, he's a comedy psychic. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah, that's exactly it. He's a he's a he's a comedy character in this, and he's he's supposed to be a twisted evil being who wants to just kill, you know. And he isn't really, is he at all? Like, he's more interested in having a chat and a catch. Yeah, up yeah, absolutely. He's he's more interested in trying to make friends with Scott. He's like, I'm sorry, I was a bad person. Now I'll be a good person. We were like brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, it, I think the whole CGI from a world, and this film is literally all CGI as well, especially yeah. the uh, the second and third parts. It's it's just it's not it's not good, it's not good, and you can feel like you read reports about it now and how rushed they were, and now they tried to put more people on Wakanda forever, which does look much better than this. Mm, it does yeah, and this is just 
Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the bun with crunch. We watched Lost in Space the other day, Rich, for another project disenfranchised on another slice. Joe, check it out, check it out, check it out. <laughs> and I would say even Lost in Space, some of it looks better than this shit. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, but I don't think it's just the CGI. I think this this movie has more problems than just the CGI. Not enough to make... Okay, not enough to make me hate it like Thor Love and Thunder. Mm. Uh, mm. But not enough to make me like it either. You know, there's not, there's not yeah. enough to... So we talked about Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd's kind of charisma and his comedy chops kind of really, like, hold this movie together in a lot of parts. For me, until it gets to the point where he has to be, like, angry. Like, he doesn't... <laughs> can't do that kind of... Yeah, I, you know, I agree with that. That angry kind of, like, vengeful person. He's just doesn't seem to have it and that's kind of i think that's really where this movie falls down is that actually the final the final battle is a bit boring it's because the other ant-man films are quite unique and special and they're quite fizzy yeah they're quite there's a there's an element of of cheese and fun about the mm. uh the ant-man it was always like a little bit of a refresher from the the darkness yeah. that's going on around yeah it. they're like a palate then, cleanser between yeah and then in movies, this one yeah it didn't it didn't feel like an ant-man or an ant-man and wasp film for me it felt they're trying to it's not a bad thing trying to up the stakes a bit but you've kind of got to remember where you've come from i think the problem thing. is that ant-man is a supporting character really rather than a main character i think ant-man is a you know, he Isn't works that why they well put the as wasp a, with him, though. Well, she's barely in it, though, is she? <laughs> like, yeah. Evangeline Lilly is basically not in it. Like, <laughs> two, two or three scenes. That's about it. And that she rocks up at the end a bit. Yeah, and and again, that sort of sets up that I was hoping for again that kind of like parent daughter dynamic, like some conflict in a conflict there, but that just seems to disappear. Like that <laughs> motif, it seems to set up at the start of like parent and child conflict just goes yeah like, i don't know honestly i thought the end when the the the, hot, the wasp and ant-man were there i thought they were stuck in the quantum realm and i was like okay that's good they're stuck there that's yeah. still a that's still a stake there you know the other guys got out they've they've and then it turns out and then the portal opens behind them again and i was like oh uh, uh. <laughs> oh so they're, they're all alive yeah they're, they've all got out of this okay okay <laughs> There's no stakes, are there? That's the thing. It's just a, it's a very low stakes movie, and yeah, I mean, like even calling it Ant Man and the Wasp, it's not really Ant Man and the Wasp, is it? It's more like it's just not Ant Man and Michelle well, the Pfeiffer. Wasp follows Janet. It should be called well when they say the Wasp in this because isn't Janet Van Dyne the the original Wasp? Um, yeah. Am I clinging? Well, yeah, because well, yeah, but then that would mean that Hank Pym's the original Ant Man. So that is true. It should be about them, shouldn't it? Like, the only bit, yeah, I liked all the ant bits, by the way, in this film. I thought that was fun. But yeah. it should be called Ant-Man and Janet. 
It hasn't, yeah, hasn't quite got the same. So it's like a children's book. <laughs> Frankly, it might as well just be called Janet for most of it. True. Because everyone's just, where's Janet? Janet's here. You've heard of Janet, Janet, yeah, Janet, yeah. Janet. Yeah, true. And that surprised me how much they um, they put on uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. And by the way, it looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love her. She's great. Yeah, but I, again, just a bit kind of, it's a bit mediocre, I think is the the, the way to sum up this movie. Just... I wasn't rushing back to see it again like I have done with some Marvel films. I mean, most of the last few phases, actually, the last few Marvel films, I haven't rewatched. Yeah, Thor and Lama Thunder, we had to because someone picked it as their worst ever uh, sequel. But I haven't rewatched Doctor Strange two. I haven't rewatched like Eternals, anything no. like that. I haven't even gone back to Wakanda Forever, and that's dropped. Yeah, I'm just. I, if anything, I want to I want to go back to watch Iron Man again. I want to go back <laughs> yeah. and watch Endgame and, and Winter Soldier and stuff Absolutely, like that. Absolutely, yeah. They're, they're yeah. The last few of just and they're trying they're trying to set the future, but it hasn't done as good a job as the originals. But I bet you I bet you it makes money this movie because it, this... I think it's the highest grossing Ant Man film. When I well, when I went to go and see it at the cinema, it was a lot. It was a lot fuller than a lot of other movies I've been to see recently. Really? Yeah. When we went and saw it, it was quite full. Yeah, it was. It was a good, good sort of three quarters full. I'd say the cinema. Bearing Were you mind, able to miss the three D this time? Uh, yes. Yeah, I missed, didn't watch it in three D. Um, so that's that's good. Um, but yeah, I don't know how much it cost. Oh, it cost one hundred and thirty five million. And so far, it's made two hundred and sixty-four. So it's doing go. all right. It's, it's you know, it's wiped its face in terms of marketing and stuff, isn't it? Has it opened in China yet? I I don't know. Does it open in China? Old Marvel films. Well, it almost made its budget back in the first weekend, just in the US and Canada. So it it made one hundred and six million in the opening weekend in US and Canada alone. It's gonna be fine, but it is now like the joint. A uh, uh, worst-rated film on Rotten Tomato of a Marvel film. Really, it's, it's down there with Eternals. Now, I, I, I think I enjoyed Eternals more than this. I, I think I enjoyed Eternals more than this too. But this isn't. It's not as bad as Age of Ultron. It's not as bad as Love and Thunder. You know, it's. I don't think it's as bad as Dark World either. No, you're probably right. It's but I wouldn't put it anywhere World. near the top. I wouldn't even put it anywhere in the middle. No, I mean, I put it lower, lower to to bottom well i think for me it's fine that's the thing and and maybe that's worse than being bad (laughs) or good you know a marvel movie to be fine is i don't know i think maybe that's that's a seal of a kiss of death for it isn't it really i think so and this is this is the start of a new phase rich this is phase five now this is officially we're going into big big storylines here uh, and it just didn't kick it off with any kind of ambition, no, really, or st- or stakes. Well, I mean, it's all about stakes it did for me. Ambition visually, but not story-wise. Well, they didn't land with the uh, no, the, no, the visually did they? It doesn't mean it doesn't didn't have ambition though. You can have ambition and not achieve. I think it had ambition visually. I don't think it had the storyline to back it up. I mean, again, I can't really. It's, it was really quite muddled in a lot of places. Like I really didn't understand what was going on what people were trying to achieve for a big chunk of it or what the whole point of most of it was do you know what quantum mania means yet no not a clue it's just got it's got the words ant-man in it yeah it? yeah i think that's that's just marketing basically oh bless them <laughs> yeah i can't get over i mean the cast is very good Corey Stroll say, came back as 
as Yellow Jacket, and he turns yeah. out to be Mordok. Yeah. I think we should talk about Jonathan Majors because I think he's very good. Yeah, but like I, the problems I have with Kang, I probably have the same with Jonathan Majors that he, he he's very good at um, quietly being bad. If that makes he never yeah. well, he does raise his voice a few times, but it's more scary when he's like whispering, kind of like I'm gonna fucking kill you, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not an, he's not an out and out kind of. Yeah, showman until he gets really angry at the end and he starts things start coming out of his hand and yeah, and and then that almost makes him less scary. Yeah, <laughs> and it felt very Star Warsy at some point. It did, didn't it? I was thinking that too. It did feel very this, Star Wars. Big army, and he's like the emperor kind of thing. Yeah, and... I did. It did feel a bit like that. Um, so he's so Kang's landed in the quantum realm at some point. Yeah. Janet helped set up was going to nearly help him release until she saw. That he's a bad, bad man. Yeah, not sure how that happened either, but... She must be uh, very strong and Well, no, she touched something on his ship and it showed her... like There was some sort of psychic connection with the ship or something. I don't know. So from there, Kang somehow made an army. I I don't know how anyone does anything in this thing. Like, (laughs) what do they eat and drink? (laughs) The glue, yeah. Goo! (laughs) Goo and little squiddy things and... What did you think of Bill Murray's cameo? Uh, I thought it was pretty pointless, personally, but, you know. <laughs> we have to go and see this thing. He will find out something for us. No, he's just going to backstab you in the back, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, he's just the Lando. <laughs> We're already finding Kang's bad from the other people. Yeah. That's, that Scott and Cassie have, have wandered into. Yeah. <sighs> Mate, I think we, it's time to um, time to score it. Okay. I mean, we haven't done much positive stuff about it. We did try and start <laughs> off positive. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, unequal it, sequel. I mean, Ant-Man I don't and, think it's Ant Man and Wasp is better for me. Um, I think you're right. I think Ant Man and the Wasp <laughs> is better. At least Ant Man and Wasp, I can say, is fun. Yeah. Oh, true. and who's no in this? Michael Penner as Lewis. Louise. Yeah, yeah. Well, it makes sense he's not in it, I suppose, because he could have been at the beginning, Rich. He could have been at the beginning. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah. Uh, probably unequal not quite as good as Ant-Man and Wasp but in terms of scoring out of seven again I don't think it's I don't think it's bad I think it's good I just think it's meh so what three out of seven I guess not enough to not enough to be average bit just a little bit below the middle Mm. but I think that's the problem is it's kind of boring it's kind of dull and kind of like oh so what i could i could sleep through the middle of this movie and it wouldn't matter (laughs) yeah you like the bit then when the ends the quantum realm is pretty cool and that bit and then the ends least is quite actiony and fun you know you've got Mm. giant man kicking things and this big smashy smashy and yeah you know there's the whole rebel alliance business but that that middle bit when I can't even remember what really happens. They you just keep hearing about Kang and Janet. I was like, oh, they had yeah. a lovely relationship at one point, but they didn't. <laughs> I just, like, yeah, just Kang and Janet just sounds like Sarah and Duck, <laughs> <laughs> like, like a kids a kids TV show on CBBS. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Let's just have the middle and the end. I can't remember what I gave for Love and Thunder, and I remember being. A lot more positive about that in the review than I was when I rewatched it. Yeah. So I don't want to come in hot or cold again on this and then be like, watch it a few a few months down the line and be like, you know what, I was wrong. 
this is okay. Yeah. So, because I, I want to say two, but I think I gave Four Love and Thunder a three. So I'm going to stick around that that area. Four Love and Thunder, on uh, in retrospect, doesn't deserve more than like a one and a half. Like, it doesn't, doesn't really. That's a two star out of seven movie, I think. <laughs> I think this is a three for me. I'm happy I with I think Four three. Love and Thunder has got more wrong with it than Ant-Man. Yes. Ant-Man, I can't see past the, the CGI. The I thing with Ant-Man that... is, it's fine. <laughs> it's becoming my catchphrase i think with marvel films yeah. i'm starting to join you because i've always been more positive about marvel films mm. especially recently and you're like i think i'm marveled out i'm marveled out yeah rich i think i'm marveled out oh no i'm sorry <laughs> they keep announcing things and i just keep going yeah. okay yeah. okay but then uh, kevin feige said the other day they're gonna not drop as much soon okay so they're going to slow down productivity and hopefully that helps with the cgi problems because they're just the base is too far it's too far and wide their net at the moment they've got too many projects and not enough yeah uh people working on and this is no dig to the cgi people that are working on these films by the way no no it's nothing against you it's the deadlines that they're being put under and people just ticking things off willy nearly going yeah, yeah that's fine yeah yeah Agreed. Whatever, this is going to make money, isn't it? People are just going to watch this because it's a Marvel film. Mm. And at the end of the day, that's not right. You should uh, yeah, should be proud of things you're putting out. And if they can look back on this and say that it is, then they're wrong. I think I care less about the visuals than I do about the story. I want a, well, I, I want I, a good story. I just want to know what quantum, the quantum realm is. I want someone to sit me down. I want Lewis, Luis, yeah. sit me down <laughs> at the beginning of this film and just give one of his explanations what the quantum realm is. That would be is. nice, right? Because that I've still be been wondering really that nice. since Endgame. I'm like, in Endgame, I'm going with it because, you know, yeah, yeah. it's Endgame and it's a brilliant film. And t- somehow there's time travel in there as well. Let's not even get started how that even works in this thing. Um, <laughs> we need a layman's terms. What What is the quantum realm? please yeah and will will we see it again now probably is that it now? i don't know why because he's dead in that there's no point to go back down down there through it there'll through be it, a need to get all those like characters out of the quantum realm to fight some to fight kang or something in, the, in the future i don't know i'm just guessing they've got a if lot they turn of... up another film i'll do this <laughs> they've got a lot Great. of stuff drawn now they kind of want to use it right <laughs> oh, i suppose so um so you, what, what what did you give it sorry so it's unequal it's and unequal and three star three out of seven unequal and it's three stars guys um w- would you i would say wait wait until disney plus yeah yeah don't... if you haven't seen this and you've just yeah. listened to us ruin it uh, i don't think there's any need to go into the cinema <laughs> no uh, to be honest i wouldn't have gone and watched it if it wasn't for this podcast wow 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 because rich is a He's a Marvel fan. Like you like the comic books. And shit. I like the comics. I'm not enjoying the movies at the moment. That's the thing. I thought this was going to be the one. Ant Man is such a safe bet normally. So well, like, Ant Man's a very different bet. That's the thing. That's what. But this is yeah. That's what I'm saying. This but... is, should be one you sit there and enjoy at least. Yeah. True. True. Okay. Well, I can't. <laughs> I don't know what's next. I really honestly. I, normally, I'm like oh, I can't wait to see what's next. Do you know what's next? What's next is. Season five of our interview episodes. Oh, he's that's what's next. See us out, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> Season five's coming soon, folks. Uh, it is. Uh, uh, we've got guests lined up to record with. We're going to start recording <laughs> them very soon, and we're all excited and stuff. 
So it, to get you ready for season five, why don't you go back, way back into time, back into the unequal sequel quantum realm and dig out episode one of the of our interview episodes and then listen to all the others. And while you're there, hit the little subscribe button, hit the uh, hit the tick of the heart or the like or whatever it whatever it is to give us a nice rating tap us out a review if you fancy love a review oh love a review yeah and uh then we'll uh that will help other people find the podcast and if you really really love us get yourself over to another slice uh, another slice.com forward slash unequal sequel where you can join our subscription service it's only 2.99 a month and there are there's a there's some also, some free content on there to give you a little sampler, a little taster. You'll get things like box scent mentality, which is our new a new thing, discovering box sets. You'll get our disenfranchised, which is a new thing, looking at movies that should have had franchises but don't. You'll get extra bonus content for all of our interview episodes. You'll get trailer breakdowns and other movie reviews. There's so much stuff on there. Go and have a look, and we're dropping new content all the time. Yeah, we're giving you a lot for your buck, a lot of bang for your buck. But we understand times are tough, and so not everyone can afford to get in get involved in that. So if you want to help help support us, but you don't have the cash to splash, then just tell your friends, just spread the word about the podcast, and do some do some experiential virtual marketing, in person marketing for us, and tell your mates to come and listen. We'd love that. Um, you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter until it ex- evidently explodes uh, at unequal sequel, and we're also on Instagram uh, at unequal sequel. Or you can send us a good old fashioned email unequal sequel at hotmail.com. Let us know what you thought about Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, maybe you loved it. You think we're wrong. Maybe you hated it. Um, let us know. Please. All the comments you get, we get, we will read out in our end of month roundup and it's going to be a long month so it's like a five week yeah, it's a five week month so it's a big roundup it's a big roundup um yes another slice go check it out uh box set mentality we are on beneath the planet of the apes <gasps> which is an absolute ride of a film if you've no one's seen it uh disenfranchised the film that the random picker picked was speed racer one of us is more excited about that than the other one i don't um, hate it <laughs> 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 and uh, we'll, we'll have some other it's probably something else once it comes up a trailer or something will come up uh, so go check that out I've got nothing else to say apart from thank you for listening Rich you got anything else to say nope all good it is a um, I'll see you later from me and uh, bye bye from him bye check us out next week which is the sequel to this week thank you very much bye bye <laughs> Very nicely done. Do you like how I changed it slightly? I each, do. Is, I mean, I, I do. always end up with a sequel to this one, but that was a bit different. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I never asked the question quickly. Is there going to be an Ant-Man 4? Yes or no? No. No. <laughs>